Both police officers and dispatchers are put through the ringer sometimes. As I've stated numerous times on previous episodes, you never know what's going to happen next. You never know how a call is going to turn out. It could be shocking or violent or just straight stupid. In this episode, I will hit on a couple of these type of calls. Listener discretion advised on this episode. As I said, you don't know when something's going to hit. This call's no different. Jacksonville Sheriff's Department down in Florida released body cam video of this incident that happened in April of last year. Their dispatch received a 911 call from the person involved in this, Leah Marie Baker, a 29-year-old female, who had said she wanted to be Baker Acted, which is a Florida law that enables families to provide emergency mental health services for people who were impaired because of their mental illness. She told dispatchers that she did not want to harm herself and that she just wanted medication. She then refused to answer any questions and hung up on the dispatcher. Later, the suspect called back saying that her roommate had stolen her medications. So at the time, this call was for someone mentally ill and was having a potential dispute with a roommate over some stolen medications. I'm not sure if this is going to be a halfway house or not, but a lot of calls like these, mentally ill patients and stolen medications, come in from places like this, so this might be a halfway house. The officer you heard screaming on this call had walked up to the door and knocked on it as routinely as any other call. Within seconds, the female suspect opened the door, rushing out, and stabbed the officer in the arm with a large butcher knife. I'll play it again from the start and let it play out. What the fuck? HQ number one fifty seven, I just been fucking stabbed. Drop the fucking knife. Get on the fucking ground. Get on the fucking ground. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Get out of the way! 
So there was a lot going on in that call. I'll try to break down some of the stuff that was going on that that's actually in the video that you're obviously not able to see. So as I said before, this officer walks up to the, the door, knocks on it, and the suspect jumps out of the door and stabs the officer in the arm. I'm not exactly sure the severity of the injury, but she did get stabbed in the arm. The suspect from there walked outside, and the house to kind of give you a little description of it. It looked like kind of an older, maybe kind of a little rundown house, but it was, it's very close to the roadway. And when I say very close to the roadway, I mean, the only thing separating the front porch from the roadway is a sidewalk and about a one foot strip of grass between that separates the sidewalk from the roadway. So it's right there up against the road. So the officer actually backs away after this reports on the radio that she'd been stabbed. And then the, the suspect from there, lunges at her again so the officer took a couple shots at her did hit her she still had the knife another officer pulled up at the scene you could hear him in the background as well and then ordered her to put the knife down she didn't do so and she ran at that officer as well and they put several more shots into her you could hear some kind of a wheezing in the background the patrol car the, the tire actually got hit and that was air escaping from it Chaos obviously ensued after that with so many 
resources on the scene this whole time. This woman has been been shot several times. She's still on the ground, still moving around, and she still has a knife in her hand. She won't give up this knife. Now, you hear some of the officers in the background telling people to move away. As I said, this is right next to a road. Police officers have, they've kind of got the, the roadway blocked off, but there's still still civilians that are right there in their cars in the line of fire. So they're, they're trying to actually get them to back up and back away from this thing. So at this point, they're in a standoff with this woman who's been shot several times and won't give up her knife. Here's some more audio from it. Stay down, ma'am. Ma'am, stay down. Drop the knife. Let us get rescue to you. Drop the knife. Girl, are you okay? Hey, are you all right? Sir. Hey, are you all right? Come here. Come here. She's got the knife right there. Come here. She's been stabbed. She's been stabbed. Stay down, ma'am. Please, stay down. Suspect is in custody, handcuffed. Rescues 1097. The address we're at is 1342. There's still three people in the house. I don't. I don't know. I just pulled up to. Hey, 
I need to know real quick, what were you here for at that house? 63. Just a 63? Yes, she was in the house? She, are you all? pausing it. So even still, a lot more going on past what the, the first segment of the video had. It changed perspective from the actual officer got stabbed to another one that was there on the scene. To kind of sum up what happened in this bit of it, they continued to ask her to drop the knife. She would not do it. After several attempts of them asking her to put the knife down and to stay down, and while all this is going on, still trying to keep traffic back, she still wouldn't relinquish the knife. So they ended up sending in their canine unit to try to subdue her that way. It did kind of start okay, but the suspect started fighting with the dog. You could hear the canine officer in the background saying, don't fight my dog. So at that point, they decided to try to tase her. And that actually did work for the, the taser. They ended up getting her in custody. You could hear the officer saying for everybody to be careful because she had guts hanging out, which she did from the shooting. They ended up getting fire and rescue in for both her and the police officer that had been stabbed. Unfortunately, the suspect in this was transported to the hospital and was pronounced dead, even though the paramedics did everything they could to work on her while they were transporting, and then the same thing at the hospital. She had been shot multiple times, and it was just too much for her. As a dispatcher, if you're on the phones, chances are you'll get some sort of a mental health call almost daily. I worked today, and I took a couple of them. Most are nonviolent. There was one that I took today that started out kind of similar to the, the call that we had. There was just a man hearing voices. He felt suicidal, and he just wanted help. As I said, he was nonviolent, hadn't done anything to himself, and likely was just wanting some medication and maybe some help from mental health professionals. Police were sent out and got him started on the path that will hopefully help him out. I also took a call from a woman that was in a nursing facility, and she had severe dementia. She was making all sorts of weird claims. But this is still a call regarding mental health issue. And these are just a couple examples of a wide range of calls that a dispatcher might take in a given day regarding mental health. So really, we take these calls pretty often. Luckily, it's pretty rare that they end up like the call that we just listened to, though. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find the 911 calls for the incident we just listened to, but the body cam video, I'll go ahead and link that in either the show notes or on the show's Facebook page. Hello, I'm calling. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's up? Hi, um, 2527 Gilman Street, Crawford, Connecticut. Okay, is there a permanent floor? Get in the house. No, it's a house. Okay, and it's 25-27? Or is it Yeah, or it could be either one. It's a two-family house. Okay. Um, and what is your name? Can I say it again? I'm sorry. What is your name? Oh, my name is Latanya. And what's going on? Uh, we have a uh, young man, black male, in the age of, I don't know, 30 years old with a uh, gun in the house, with weapons in the house. Okay, you know who he is? Yes. 
Hold on. Stay on the phone with me. What is he wearing? Oh, what do you got on? What do you got on? Some basketball shorts. They're kind of black, dark color. Blue shirt. Um, he, he has dreads in his hair. Okay, who is he? Um, he is the boyfriend of my of my sister here. But we got collars uh, and stuff in the house, and he's acting very deranged. He's walking around with the guns in his hand. Where is he right now? In he's outside. He's outside. We, we, no, he's outside. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm what was the actual address of that car fire? Hold on, just stay on the phone with me while I dispatch police, okay? And you said that he's acting abnormal? Yes, he's acting abnormal, correct. Okay, what is his name? Um, Shamar, Shamar Ogden. How do you spell his last name? Huh? How do you spell his last name? Oh, O-G-M-A-N. Do you know his date of birth? What's his date of birth? January 10th, 1990. He's sweet. Okay, have you ever seen him with a gun before? No, I no, I I've never no, I I'm a visitor. I'm a visitor here. Keep you on the phone. What is he? What is he doing that makes you think that he's acting abnormal? Uh, I'll let you speak to my sister on that. Okay, no. okay. okay hold on. Mm -hmm. Here, what's acting him abnormal? Hello. Hi. Hi. So your sister said that you, she hasn't seen him acting like this before. Is this abnormal for him? Like, most of it, yeah, but he's, he's upset, which I understand. Okay, you're upset. What is he upset but about? Yeah, yeah, he's upset. He's, he's under a lot of stress, and he's just upset about whatever it is that he's upset about, which I don't really know. Too much in particular, but you know he's upset. Okay, fine. And then I said, um, you know, like it's it, it's not that serious. Just come up and see what your kids got for Christmas, and you know, whatever. I'm minding my business, and all of a sudden he just breaks out in some rage. 
Okay, have you ever seen him with a gun before? Yes. He's outside. Okay, um, but your sister said that he has a gun on him. Have you ever seen him with a gun before? No, not physically, no. Okay. And she said that he has a gun with him outside? Yes. Is it visible? Like, is he carrying it in his hand? Um, at the time, no, he had placed it on the ground. I don't know what's going on now in the Give you on the phone um, until we get police in the area, just in case anything were to happen. I have you. My brother is out there with him. Okay. Okay. Is he? Well, I don't know. My brother is out there in the front with him, talking to him, trying to, you know, trying to calm him, him back down or whatever. Yeah. He seems to that when I last seen. He, kind of, he seems to be receptive to it. So I don't know if he just needs somebody to vent to and didn't know who to vent to or whatever. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it seemed to be, he seemed to be responsive to it from when I seen it just before I came up in the house. And you said that he's outside with your brother right now? Does he live there with you? 
I went ahead and stopped the call there because it goes on for a little bit longer. I'm not sure if it's because of the the nature of this call or if it's maybe standard departmental policy there to stay on the phone with calls like this. Generally, with a mental health call like this, especially when somebody has gone outside, like the suspect has actually gone outside in this one, generally we wouldn't stay on the phone with them. It may be different there for that one. I'm not exactly sure. But it's pretty much the same thing. A lot of dead air past this and some changing of hands on the actual phone call itself, just kind of handing the phone off to different people that's there. But essentially, you've got somebody having some sort of a mental health crisis, and he has a gun. They at least say that he has a gun. They dispatch out officers. Officers get on the scene, and we'll listen to the actual police radio traffic now to kind of get an idea of what happened then. All right, now, guys, I'm getting 25 Gilman, 25 Gilman 80. Let's see, more of a 6383. Looks like there's a 30-year-old male wearing a blue shirt, black shorts, outside walking around with an 83 in his hand. Anybody could start over. I got 25 Gilman, 6383. Not 2055. 464, back to civil. We'll head that way. The complainant waits below and we'll uh, speak to us. I'll try to call back. Anybody else going to head out there? 25 Gilman with 464? 26. 21. 26, 21. Can you guys head over to 25 Gilman with 464? Got a 6383. Got a 30-year-old male with dreads wearing a blue shirt, black shorts, walking around outside with an 83 in his hand. And two five gentlemen between George and Winship. 164, 184, 183 will be in route. 164, just do the description one more time. Just got a male with dreads wearing a blue shirt, black shorts, around uh, 30 years old. I got you put us in the area. 164. Unit 31, just CSC. And uh, units for gentlemen, I have a name for the suspect. It's a Shamar Ogman. 11090. Per the call, I guess he's acting abnormal. 544, somebody call. Yes, sir, am I ready? Go ahead. 254, the last on hold. Show me shelters. Hey, Gilman Street, looks like he has a rifle, guys. Yeah, he's got a rifle on his hand. And a handgun. Come on, 185. Yeah, he's got a scoped rifle and a black handgun in his hand. Hey, Chris, I copy. I'm coming. Yeah. I'm in from, uh, one street east of uh, George Street, so just close the road down. Don't worry about maneuvering after that. Yeah, nobody be, nobody stay, uh, come east of the location. Everybody come west of the location. Come off. Actress Catherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. 
Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BADLANDSRanch.com slash MC901 today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, Larson, where are you guys at? We're at Brown and uh, Campfield. We're coming up. I say that. It should be coming up to uh, that next street up. That's a wind ship. All right, he's on a wind ship now in the corner. All right, he's walking south now. All right, we're out on foot. He just ran to the rear of a white house. Yep, we're trying to get eyes on him now. Give us the air. I need a 10 5. I need a 10 5. Hey, he went behind now, so I don't have visual on him. Still has the 83? He still has it. 10-3. Wind chip on the mark. 20 wind chip. He was walking back to the front, guys. Coming towards you. Watch crossfires. Nope, going towards the back again. Running again over the fence. Need someone on Franklin. All right, he hopped He's running. We're just one house north of 20 wind chip. I need someone at, like, Franklin and Brown. Please let me know if he popped out. Joe, I'm coming around now. What's the description again? Blackmail with a rifle. Brittany, I'm watching the camera right now. He hasn't popped out yet. Thank you. No sirens, guys. No sirens. Joe, I'm at the corner of Franklin Brown. Just stage there for me. Um, we got to set up a perimeter, please. Winship, he's running. Show us your hand. Hi, guys. Doing out there? Just give us the air. We got somebody, we got somebody one north of Gilman. One street north. He's going back to the yard. That's Douglas. Guys, watch your fire. There's a lot of guys out here. He just put the handgun. He's got the rifle still. We are back on Gilman. How you guys doing? Give us the air. Shot fired. Sir, it's a 10 10. Hey, shot fired. I need a 10 0. I need a 10 0. 25 Gilman. What's the 10 3? He has 10 0 canceled. 10 0 canceled for 25 Gilman. Sergeant Mello, can I call you? Oh, I'm walking up to you now. Guys, 25 Gilman in the back. Guys, we have a 1010 going code 3. Is it in the rear of uh, 25 Gilman? Yep. Okay. I got it. Not going to get We need to shut down. Hey, have that 1010 come up windship. We need officers. If you have a car blocking the road, you got to be there so you can let people in and out. They're not going to get Gil- down Gilman coming eastbound, so send them up windship. 45 to Ramos. I want you to go stand by ADC more. You copy? Copy on the way. Thank you. 45, stepping out. Copy, ma'am. And 45, we got that 10 0 canceled, correct? We're good, Lieutenant. 10 4, ma'am. Thank you. I'm stepping out. 10 4. 31, I'm at the hospital. Stand by. 10 4. 2 9, I'm out here. 10 4. Central, so there's uh, fires out here. Or whoever's here first to uh, for EMS, get them up there ASAP. Seen is secure, get them up there. 10 4, they've been advised. Please make sure that 10 10 knows to come windship. If you're an officer on windship, are you ready to let the 10 10 in here? 10-4. 6 I'm going to be at Winship in Preston. 10-4. 2-9, I'm at 
Kill now, Tasso. Ten four. Ten, you should have the ambulance coming to you right now. Ten, I'm blocking off Gilman and George. Ten four. Fire is coming south the windship. Ten, the ten ten's coming from Gilman and George. One six two right hand. Ten four. I'm gonna need an officer here on Gilman that's gonna go with this ten ten. Do we have anybody that's not tied up currently that can go with the ten ten with the suspect? Fire's coming down Gilman and George. By Gilman and George, they're coming down. Ten ten's here, so they fire control. There's a ten ten here with the party down now. I'm sorry, did we get someone for the ten ten? Yeah, car tonight. Roger. Where you at, uh, O'Shea? You close by? Yeah, so far. Stage up at Winship and Gilman. I'll let you know when the 10 rolling. It's at uh, 211, I think. I'm here now, sir. I got eyes on. Anybody uh, from Major Crimes on in the uh, interview room? We're getting a 1080 from the interview room. Yeah, it's all set. I just talked to Detective Thorpe. Yeah, it should be clear by now. I was trying to do it over the Info 1. Cause I know you were busy. Then you know it was accidental. It's all set. Copy. Thank you. 320 to 45. 330 all set. I got Bluefield Field uh, K9 coming through. What do you need him? Yeah, 330 is all set. And uh, Chris, I'll, you know, 45 can be calling in a second. Yeah, just have her give me a 10 6 whenever she's free. No rush. Yeah, I want to know. K9, where do they need the K9 at? Hey guys, where do you guys need that uh, K9 at? Bluefield's out there with the K9. And 255 guys over here? Good. Two five five one six one. I got two sixty one New Britain Ave. Two six one New Britain. Apartment Charlie two on the third floor for seventy one. Been holding a while. Nine one one hang up on callback. There was a male and female in the caller's rooms refusing to leave. She's claiming that she doesn't know them. We do have forty four history at this address. And that's two six one New Britain Ave. Apartment Charlie two on the third floor for seventy one. Called in by an S. E. Sanchez between Newbury and Henry at twenty one twenty three. I got that was also a lot of audio from the police dispatch side i wanted to let it play out just to kind of show you that once the shots fired happens like this it's not over there's a whole lot more that goes on to it and it, it can actually get even more more hectic afterwards as you could see in this call so as you all heard you could hear that the the suspect on this or victim it depends on how you want to look at it um it's somebody with a gun, regardless of why he has the gun. At that point, I guess, you know, more than likely he'd just be considered a suspect because he's the person suspected of having the weapons or whatever else. He's outside. He's got two guns, a handgun and a rifle with a scope on it. Officers get on the scene. They locate him, and he starts running away from the police officers. He's running through yards, out on the sidewalks, just pretty much all over the place with his gun still in his hands. That's not a safe thing to have going on. You got a mentally ill person having some sort of a breakdown, roaming the streets with a couple guns. But anyway, the police got out there. They located him. They chased him around for a little bit. They ordered him for several, several minutes to put down the guns. He still would not do it. He still had the guns on him. They took cover. They surrounded him pretty good. And they're kind of in the middle of all that traffic was the officer saying shots fired. A couple different officers saying shots fired. They did release the body cam footage from this. And I'll go ahead and play the audio from this. It's a few minutes long, but it kind of gives you an idea of what happens there on the scene, what they're kind of going through. And they're towards the middle of it. 
it seems like there's uh, kind of an echoing effect going on. That's because they're actually showing two different angles from this body cam footage. So there's a slight bit of echo, but you can still kind of tell what's going on. Come off, come off a camp field. No. What's his name, man? What's he, what's he upset about? What's he upset about? Yeah, we're going to do our best, sir. Just do me a favor. Stay right here. All right. Hardy's walking eastbound. He's uh, upset about a girl cocking it. Hey, get behind cars. Yeah, Larson, where are you guys at? We're at Brown and uh, Campbell. Yeah. All right, stay there. He should be coming up to uh, that next street up. All right, he's on Winship now in the corner. All right, he's walking southbound. He's running. Trying to get eyes on him now. Dog, dog, bye, son of a bitch. He's pointing. Dude, drop the gun, man. Don't do it, man. Stand by, stand by. Stay right there. Stop, 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 stop. Chris, I can't tell. I know he's got the gun, but I can't. Put it down. He went behind the house. Yeah, he's behind yeah, he the house. Yeah, he's behind the house. Guys, he's going to pop out near you. He's over there, bro. Yeah. He still has it. Joe, I'm on your right. I know, I know, I know. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. He's cocking it. Yep. Put it down, Put it down, bro. bro. Nobody, Nobody has to get hurt tonight. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Chris, I got nothing, man. I got him. Put it down, guys. Just drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Just drop it. Drop the drop gun. gun. I don't see a magazine in it, but I don't know if that's... Put it down. 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 Just put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down, guys. Guy. There's no There's reason no for this. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. He's walking back to the front, guys. Coming towards you. He's doing it. Don't get crossfire. Don't get crossfire. Watch crossfire. Easy, easy. Easy. Gary, Chris, where you got him? He hopped it. Larson. I mean, Hebert. You got him? Easy. See there. Chris, there's a wall. Chris, hey, stop right there. I'm going to hop. I'm going to hop behind you. Go. Hey, cover my right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, right? Hey, keep those people inside. Have the PPO knock on the door. Keep them inside. I got lights on. Chris, easy. Yep, yep, yep. I got high. Nothing. You might have hopped. I don't know if he hops up. Watch the height. Watch your height. Watch the height ground. Watch your height. 
Brown rifle. Lars, uh, Heber, what do you got over there? Hey, he's up. Watch up top. Watch up top. Watch up top. Watch high. Chris, behind you. Where you at? Chris, where do you, Heber, what do you got? Stay right there. Keep on moving. Move up, move up. Guys, watch your fire. There's a lot of guys out here. Watch your cover. Put he put the rifle down. No, he's got the he put the handgun down. He just put the handgun. He's got the rifle. Drop it. Put it down. Hey, move up to the next car. Move up to the next car. Ready? You got me. Yeah. Hey, put it down! Put it down! Nobody needs to get hurt! Put it down! Put it down, guy! Put, put it, it down. down! Put it down! Put it down, Just guy. put it down! We don't want to shoot you, but we'll have to. We will if we have to. Just put it down, guy! Put down the gun! Just drop the gun, move. babe. We move up. Please yep, move drop up. the go, gun. Go. Yep, go. Put Please it down. drop the gun. Put it down. Please drop the gun. Put it down. Joe, what are we doing with this? Put down He's the gun. He's pointing his gun a lot at us. No, shoot. Put it down. Put it down. He's pointing it. Jump the gun. He's down. Hey, shots fired. Easy, 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 easy. Yep, easy. Yeah, moving up, moving up, moving up, moving up, moving up. Yep, yep, yep. And that's where that one cut off. Unfortunately, again, this one did not prove out to be a very happy ending. The guy pointed his gun multiple times at police. That last time, it sounded like it's kind of hard to see in the, the video just because the, the angle the officer was kind of pointing. But it looked and sounded like that that suspect pointed a gun directly at police in more of a violent manner, I guess. At that point, they took a shot, and it ended up killing him. The suspect in this, his name is Shamar Ogden. He's 30 years old. 
and he apparently had some other prior run-ins with the police. He was arrested a few times, various things. Apparently, on uh, December 15th of last year, he was pulled over for two heavily tinted windows, and he was also driving erratically. And when they pulled him over and looked at the car, they saw the butt of a gun from underneath his uh, this passenger seat. So from that, he was actually charged with a few firearm and motor vehicle-related type of violations. He was also on probation for first-degree robbery. And just a couple days before this incident actually happened, he was charged with assault and breach of peace because he apparently assaulted a co-worker by hitting her in the face after an argument they had at work. The state's investigation into the shooting is still ongoing, so this is trying to determine if it's going to be a justified shooting. Everything I could see and hear on the tapes and everything seems like this is going to be a justified shooting. It's very unfortunate that it happened, but if you point a gun at the police, chances are you're going to get shot. They even gave him multiple chances to not do this, told him dozens of times to put the gun down, still wouldn't do it. The last call I've got for tonight is a little bit different than these two. It still involves someone mentally ill having some sort of a mental episode. And I will talk about the person actually having the the episode himself, but I'm going to focus a little bit more on something else that happened that's just, it's really shocking. This is out of Portland, Oregon, and this statement is taken directly from their police website. On Friday, January 15th, 2021, at about 1 p.m., Central Precinct officers responded to a welfare check call outside of an apartment in the 300 block of Southwest 4th Avenue. The call indicated that a man had jumped from a second-story window of the building, pulled out a knife, and began waving it around at people and cars going by. The 30-year-old man showed arriving officers his knife, held it to his neck, and said he would kill himself if they came any closer. An enhanced crisis intervention team officer began a dialogue with the man in crisis. While other officers attempted to clear the area, hoping to reduce the stress of the situation. The officers learned that the man was schizophrenic and extremely paranoid. He not only threatened to kill himself, but he said he would hurt others as well. And rather than rush in, exacerbating a dangerous situation, officers slowed down, kept their distance, and exercised patience and de-escalation. Now at this point is when it gets a little bit different. This is where the mentally ill almost kind of meet the mentally ill. And I hate saying this about just random people like this, but these people, not this guy, even though he was having a mental health episode, all these people that came around, as I said, they had tried to move everything back away from him. They cordoned off an area. They taped it off with a police tape. They were trying to make everything as quiet as possible so they could just have a dialogue with him and try to calm him down. But the sight of police doing anything at all, obviously, they must be doing something wrong. That's the first thing that comes to mind of the citizens of Portland that are just walking by. And I'm not talking about one or two people. Dozens and dozens of people started protesting, essentially, the existence of police out there. As I said, just because the police were there and conducting some sort of something Obviously, whatever they were doing must be wrong. It has to be wrong. 
So they start yelling and screaming like little children, refusing to move back, demanding to know what's going on there, even though it's none of their business at all. It just escalates and escalates. Here's some of the audio from the incident that happened there, and you can see what I'm talking about. Street. Come on, like they need Go a mental health person. I, I'm going to run into people. Go across Don't the street. Don't push me. Go across the street. What don't you want us to see? Why are you pushing us? If it's not that we don't want one. you guys to one see anything. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I don't consent to your touch. Stop. Move out of the street. Stop touching me. Then point out the mental health person. There's a mental health professional here. I'm going to go in and talk to him. walking. We're literally walking. Don't, don't, so keep don't, your don't, goddamn don't, hands don't, off of me. That's not oh my God. Oh, my God. Please fucking take me again. They said get to the mental health place. And you're dead. You're fucking crazy. Get Reading back from their police website, the negotiation lasted for about 90 minutes before two separate crowds of protesters, not just one, two separate crowds of protesters showed up to the north and the south. Some of the crowd began chanting and even using a bullhorn. The extra noise and distraction made it impossible for the specially trained officers to speak with the man. Officers implored the crowd to stop interfering, but the energy only increased. Even when the suicidal man's mother arrived and begged the crowd to stop, most in the crowd continued. Some in the crowd began threatening the officers. A supervisor requested resources citywide and all available officers responded from the north and east precincts. This caused a major resource drain citywide and all but the highest priority calls had to wait. The officers had to don helmets and face shields to protect themselves as they stood in front of this hostile crowd. The officers consulted with the crisis negotiation team whose members were able to find a mental health professional familiar with this man. They learned that the man could be a threat to himself and violent towards others. 
After over three hours of negotiation, the incident commander set into motion a plan to take the man into custody. A canine unit was there and used to divert his attention by barking so the officers could safely approach him. A taser was used to prevent him from using the knife, and he was taken into custody and transported to the hospital by an ambulance. Besides the punctures from the taser, he was uninjured. So all these people saying that they shot him, that they sick dogs on him, it just did not happen. He was hit with a taser, and it worked. Two very small puncture wounds from the taser was the only thing that he was injured by. They made it out like these officers were just beating the hell out of this guy and had multiple dogs, and they were just letting him go to town on him, biting him or whatever like that. None of that was true. They just couldn't mind their own business, and when they couldn't find out what was going on, they went off the deep end. They held resources from all over the city, made it to where they couldn't respond to calls they actually needed to be on, just because apparently the police are doing something bad, and it wasn't the case at all. The only force used against the protesters was some pushing to keep them back and out of the street, because they were out in the middle of the street right next to all this where it was going on at. Stuff like this really pisses me off. I hope that the people that were out there protesting were to see this and see what actually happened out there and feel a little bit stupid from what they were doing. But I know they won't. These people are just stupid in the first place. They have their own mental illness, apparently. Crying like little children out there for something that's not even happening to them against somebody they don't even know. It's ridiculous. I can't stand when stuff like this happens at all. But it's going to continue to happen. And this is coming from a city who has now voted to legalize use of all hard drugs. I can only imagine all these people strung out on Lord knows what. Cocaine and heroin and whatever else. Hell, they might even be right now. I'm not sure. But as I said... Stuff like this that's just happening and interfering with the police when they're actually trying to help somebody that's having a crisis like this, it just pisses me off. But on that note, I'm going to go ahead and close out the episode. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Look up the show on social media, on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash musiccity911pod. And also check out the discussion group. That way you can get on and chat with us. Music City 911 podcast discussion. Just look it up on Facebook. Also Twitter and Instagram, both at Music City 911. And now our site that's under construction still, www.musiccity911.com. Soon to come with merchandise like t-shirts and hats and things like that. As soon as I can figure out how to do all that. I'm still quite new at all that. <laughs> don't forget to share the show with your friends family co-workers dispatchers police officers firefighters anyone out there that might be interested in it go ahead and share it with them let them know about it for music city 911 this is brandon hall y'all have a good one